cat SCPs. H.P. Lovecraft once wrote that cats appeal to the deepest founts of imagination and cosmic perception in the human mind, and in their flawless grace and superior self-sufficiency, he saw a symbol of the perfect beauty and bland impersonality of the universe itself. Cats, much like dogs, have their place in the SCP universe as well, with anomalous cats ranging from the quirky to the terrifying. As usual, this is just a small sampling of the dozens of feline SCPs on the wiki. Let's start with the most quintessential cat SCP, SCP-529, also known as Josie. Josie is a small house cat with grey tabby markings, who happens to be missing the rear end of her body. The rear half is not simply invisible, it physically isn't there, with the body sharply terminating as if the cat was sliced in half. Despite this, Josie has no health issues, and moves as if her hindquarters were still there. She also makes motions after feeding as if she were voiding herself of waste matter. The sliced section appears pure black, and is slightly yielding to the touch. Gently stroking the area occasionally yields a positive reaction, but more usually leads to Josie scratching the offender. Josie is free to move about the foundation facility containing her, and is generally quite affectionate. As an aside, in the rather epic SCP-1730, one of the agents involved loses a leg to a mysterious black substance, but later claims that he can still feel the leg brushing up against something wet and furry. It's commonly believed that the agent's leg is wherever the back half of Josie is, so at least she always has something to rub up against. Moving on, SCP-247 is not a small house cat, although it appears to be one. In actuality, it is a Bengal tiger, and both direct observation as well as photos and videos show it to be a small cat, with fur resembling that of a tiger. Weight tests, water displacement analysis, and dental molds from bite marks all prove that it is in fact a standard tiger. The second part of 247's anomalous effect is that it causes anyone who views it to be convinced that it's completely harmless, regardless of prior knowledge or experience. This effect drops off in relation to distance from the cat, but those close by show extreme reluctance to harming the animal or allowing others to harm it, even if they themselves are currently being harmed by it. When approached by someone, 247 will typically begin to purr or mew until the person approaches to pet it. It will allow itself to be pet for a short time, upwards of seven minutes, before disemboweling and devouring the individual. The Foundation performed a number of tests with the animal, placing it in an enclosure with other animals. It played with a small kitten, scared off a dog just by sitting there, killed a deer with a single bite and proceeded to devour it, allowed a chimpanzee to groom it for an hour before devouring it, and nearly got into a fight with a grizzly bear before the test was aborted. 
Basically, they concluded that this is a creature that has adapted to best be able to kill humans by easily luring them in in the guise of a cat. A test with a male Bengal tiger led to the SCP reproducing, resulting in an even more dangerous progeny, and now the Foundation is determined to hunt down any of these that have been bred in the wild. Continuing on to something a bit more nightmarish, SCP-511, a mass of biological matter that takes the form of a large feline, albeit one with extra limbs, eyes, mouths, or other organs. Its fur is a random patchwork of various feline coat patterns, colors, and lengths, but since it's typically coated with dirt, blood, and fecal matter, it generally appears to be black in color. 511's mass varies from 10 kilograms, or 22 pounds, to over 50 kilograms, or 110 pounds, depending on the number of feral cats that live in the area alongside 511, as most of this mass consists of dead cats. The rest of its mass consists of small rodents, various plant materials, insects, black mold, and potentially even human remains. Due to the wide variety of materials comprising the mass, it undergoes different stages of biodegradation simultaneously, with some areas showing little more than lividity, others showing maggot infestation, and some areas even showing liquefaction of tissues. Researchers have also noted that although 511 occasionally makes a sound similar to purring, this is in fact the sound of insects trapped within its mass. Instances of SCP-511 tend to prefer dark spaces with high humidity, such as old basements and crawl spaces, where it will congregate with a colony of feral cats. It will spend its time scavenging for new biomass to incorporate into itself, as well as having the feral cats retrieve biomass from elsewhere and bringing it back. The Foundation found that SCP-511 become far more aggressive unless there's a human presence in the area, so they began having D-Class stay in the homes where 511 are found if the original homeowner dies. 16 days after a D-Class was assigned to a site, the D-Class began showing signs of increased aggression, verbally abusing Foundation personnel and engaging in superficial vandalism of the home. Two days later, the D-Class interfered with a Foundation team by throwing garbage and yelling obscenities, and two more days later, he began capturing feral cats and dismembering them in the kitchen. His body was discovered in the basement after attempting to do something that was expunged from the record, and the house was incinerated. The Foundation sent in an MTF to capture one of these things, but it didn't go well. They were meant to capture it and place it in a large containment unit, but the tight quarters of the cramped house filled with garbage made it difficult. They ended up placing an animal corpse inside the unit to try and bait it into going in. The plan worked initially, but when they rolled the containment unit out of the house, the 511 entity explosively decompressed and splattered itself all over the inside of the unit. The MTF were then attacked by a horde of two to three hundred feral cats from the house, leaving only a single survivor. The agent says that SCP-511 isn't influencing those cats, 
but rather it's the feral cats that have somehow made these 511 entities because they hate us. Three weeks later, another new instance of 511 was found in a house 35 kilometers away from the last, with genetic material identified inside of it as coming from three agents from the MTF. Reality benders are some of the most dangerous threats known to the Foundation, entities that can alter reality at will. The majority of these are humans, of course, but some, such as SCP-795, are a little different. SCP-795 is a black, long-haired domestic cat, capable of changing the physical form of any living creature it can see within a range of 30 meters, as well as telepathically suggesting humans within the same distance. It's also capable of transferring these abilities to other cats in the area, but the effect wears off after a few hours if separated. Aside from this, SCP-795 is utterly normal in every other way, so its abilities are used much differently than a typical reality bender. Living things it encounters that it considers to be friendly are typically transformed into another cat, so that it can play with it, while anything considered unfriendly or dangerous is transformed into a small prey animal to be killed and eaten. The transformations will wear off after a period of one hour after being removed from 795's presence. It is so far proven unable to transform itself, inanimate objects, or objects that it cannot see. Telepathically, it will suggest humans near it to provide more food and better quality food, softer bedding, toys, and to be let out of its enclosure. 795 was originally contained at an animal control center, where it was named Junior. The Foundation found a number of unusual conditions at the control center, including that cats were roaming the facility freely, the center was tens of thousands of dollars over budget for cat care and supplies, three of the staff were missing and presumed victims of 795, and every dog the center had had been euthanized. Moving on, SCP-607 is a gray male American shorthair cat of indeterminate age that goes by the name Dorian. Dorian was discovered to be anomalous when a man suddenly and without warning violently died at a cocktail party in New York City. The moment of his death was found to have perfectly coincided with another party attendee inadvertently running over the man's cat with their vehicle. During a Foundation investigation into the death, an agent went outside for a cigarette when Dorian approached him and began to bond with the agent, who subsequently adopted the cat. Unfortunately, the agent found the cat to be difficult to support, as it wouldn't eat, was lethargic, and seemed to lack a will to live. The agent joked with fellow agents that he was experiencing sympathy hunger pains, and seven days later, both he and the cat died of starvation. When the cat's body was taken into Foundation custody for examination, it reanimated 24 hours after its death. It seems that once 607 bonds with a person, it forms a negatively symbiotic relationship, wherein any injuries inflicted upon the cat are reflected as closely as possible onto the person. Bruises, breaks, illnesses, and death are all copied over to the bonded person, 
with the only real difference being that Dorian reanimates after 24 hours, whereas the person does not. Upon reanimation, the cat shows no apparent physical injuries whatsoever. This would be a relatively fine anomaly if that were all, but unfortunately, Dorian has proven itself to be perpetually suicidal. Regardless of its owner's attempts to appease it, Dorian will soon make attempts to kill itself, whether through starvation, harming itself with its teeth and claws, running into traffic, antagonizing large dogs and allowing itself to be mauled, eating poisonous materials, jumping into heavy machinery, and in the Foundation's care, attempting to enter Keter containment chambers. The cat's current owner, a Foundation agent, has suffered a number of injuries due to the relationship, but thanks to the cat largely being restrained in a small containment chamber most of the time, they have yet to die. As we've discussed before, immortality is really nothing more than a curse, and it's rather sad to think of this poor cat that is just sick of going on, now stuck for eternity in a small Foundation box. Finally, we have SCP-5113, which is as much about a dog as it is about a cat. 5113-1 is an orange domestic house cat, capable of vocal communications, possessing a personality and intelligence similar to an adult human. It claims to be able to speak with other cats, although testing has shown it to be no more capable of this than a human. Its other traits include having all of its internal organs mirrored from where they should be, a lack of a spleen, stomach, or gallbladder, and an absence of material where its brain should be. Despite these abnormalities, they don't seem to affect its health or functionality. 5113-2, on the other hand, is a dog of the Great Dane breed, possessing all of the same traits as the cat. Both were purchased from Marshall, Carter, and Dark in 2012, when they were both juveniles, and it was determined that, since they both were familiar with one another, that they would be raised together. During containment, the cat, known as Chairman Meow, made a number of escape attempts. The first five attempts involved attacking its handler during exercise time and attempting to climb the chain-link fence surrounding its enclosure. None of these were successful, and a GPS tracking chip was inserted into the cat after the second. The sixth attempt also involved escaping from its handler during exercise time, followed by digging a hole under the fence. Unfortunately for the cat, it found itself then trapped in the secondary enclosure surrounding the first, and was recaptured. The seventh, eighth, and ninth attempts involved the cat escaping and hiding inside of the Foundation facility, where it was unable to leave, but was able to avoid recontainment for four, seven, and twenty-three days, respectively. Since the site is shielded, the GPS tracking chip was non-functional, which is why it took so long to find it. Finally, on the tenth attempt, he was able to escape from the facility through unknown means, but was quickly tracked down using GPS. This happened again twice more. On the thirteenth attempt, however, the cat escaped and physically removed its tracking chip somehow. Unfortunately, 5113-2, known as Woofer, was able to provide useful information on where the cat was, and he was recaptured. 
Upon recontainment, the cat swears and attacks Woofer, calling him a traitor. Woofer claims that he doesn't know what happened, and perhaps they heard him talking about it in the yard, referring to the cat as M. M knows, however, that Woofer told the humans about where he went, because he'd do anything to help them. Woofer denies this, but M says that he sold out his only friend for a pat on the head. Woofer instead says that M left him alone, and after calming down, M says that the whole point of having a meetup spot was so that they could meet there, but Woofer says that he's too big to get out of here. M says that he's just gotta wait for his moment, but Woofer replies that he was going to be alone. M rebukes him and says that if he didn't make it out, he would have come back for him, but Woofer doesn't believe it, claiming that M would have thought about it but then would have been distracted and would never get around to it, and he'd be stuck here forever. M then moves over next to Woofer in front of the television in their cell, and says that he's still mad at him, but American Ninja Warrior is on, and they're going to watch humans pretend to be cats. The two animals then proceeded to fall asleep next to one another. No further escape attempts were made after this incident, whether due to a change in M's behavior, or just the Foundation being more vigilant against it. In January of 2020, however, it became clear that Woofer was reaching the end of its natural lifespan, and it was decided that he would be allowed to expire naturally and to live alongside M during the process. The last conversation between the two was recorded. Woofer tells M that he thinks it's time, and M asks if there's anything he needs. Woofer tells him to turn on the TV where there's a show in which people pretend to be cats. Woofer says that's good, as M likes that one, and asks if there's a show about cats pretending to be humans. M says that there probably is, as cats can do anything. Woofer asks if he'll go to the people place when he dies, but M doesn't think so, and doesn't think that they go anywhere either. M then apologizes, and says that what matters is what we're doing right now. Woofer asks if he means watching TV, and M says sure, but for him it was being the best cat he could be, and it could be something like that for Woofer if he wants. The two animals pause for several minutes, and then Woofer asks if he was the best dog he could be. M says, hell no, he's a terrible dog, but... He was his best friend, to which Woofer responds that that's nice. The two remain silent for the following 47 minutes before Woofer says that he thought there'd be more, and expires. Sometime later, the Foundation receives a letter from Wilson's Wildlife Solutions, who consulted on the two anomalies, in which they express their sorrow at the loss of Woofer. On a brighter note, however, on the same day that Woofer passed, a Great Dane puppy was born, possessing all of the same anatomical irregularities as M and Woofer. Although it can't speak, it does cry similarly to a human newborn. They believe that it's best if it grows up with similar anomalies, and they're sending it along to the Foundation. Cats are rather interesting and unique animals, to be sure. Going back to Lovecraft, he referred to them as haughty, unconquered, 
mysterious, luxurious, impersonal, bland, grave, competent, and patrician. Most of these SCPs were either grim, tragic, or both, which is fairly in line with the list of dog SCPs as well. Both animals are great, and both have been featured in a number of great SCPs. It's certainly not my place to say that either animal is better than the other, but it's cats.